0: Before we begin today's show, one of ESPN's most rapidly growing podcasts is The Right Time with Bomani Jones. So if you want to hear a unique perspective on everything going on in the sports world, I suggest you check it out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you didn't know, former teammates are going to war this Saturday at UFC 258 as the undefeated Kamaro Usman defends his welterweight title against Gilbert burns only on ESPN plus UFC 258 is exclusively available to ESPN plus subscribers for $69.99 visit ESPN slash PPV for all the details. Welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we are doing on Wednesday afternoon. Joined, of course, by Tim McMahon from Dallas, Texas. Tim, welcome.
1: Uh, Unless you introduce me properly by nickname, (laughs) I am not (laughs) participating.
0: Well, you know, on this podcast going forward, I don't even think I'm going to call you Tim anymore. I'll just call you Band McMahon.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful
0: you you you're not going to use tim because also joining us from boston is tim bontemps who will just be bontemps or timmy good times or timmy gt
1: or a bunch of things that they'll have to uh, beep out if it's coming out of my mouth <laughs>
0: right um, always true
1: always on brand
0: Some um, so bontemps had a story he does this Do you do this twice a year bontemps like early yeah usually age? a couple
2: usually usually a couple times a year sometimes three depending but this year i think it'll be twice
0: and you did this uh, at the Post, Washington Post too, is that right?
2: Didn't I started at the Washington Post, this being the uh, MVP straw poll to yeah. introduce it.
0: Yeah, so the, his first MVP straw poll came out. And let me just say that, um, uh, so you asked 100 people, right?
2: a 100 people. Uh, tried to mimic the actual voting as much as possible. So while well, not everybody ultimately ended up having a vote, uh, got at least two people from all 28 markets, got some people from... Uh, international uh, from around the world, from international markets, and uh, use the same number of voters, hundred voters that we have at the end of the season to try to get try to get a sense of where the race stands if it ended if the season ended today.
0: Right. Let me just say that this poll has been very predictive um, of the MVP. Not maybe not necessarily the early season poll, uh, but the late season poll certainly has been right on the money. Like last year, for example, it predicted a Giannis landslide. Which it was Alana, Giannis landslide. I think he got eighty-five of the hundred votes, something like that. Um, and uh, it's also, I think, important to point out that you are. This is not like 10, 10 of your friends who cover the league. What do you think? Like this is like a systematic. You went to all the markets so that the small markets were represented, the big markets were represented. You talked to the national media. Likely MVP voters. Well, okay. So so,
1: something out real quick. It would yes. be impossible for Bond Tim to do something with ten of his friends because that's like five times more than he has.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, did you vote in this
0: McMahon? Were you blessed with a, a vote?
1: I, I did. I did. Even though I don't, I didn't have a ballot last year. So, um, I and I don't think I will have a ballot this year. But yes, I did vote in this.
0: All right. So. All right, that's the uh, the ground. Uh, that's the uh, the preamble. So you did this. Um, I did vote uh, for this, and I will say that my one, two, three were the same one, two, three of the um, of the of the results. Uh, we'll see what McMahon uh, ended up with. But um, why don't you break down what you saw here? uh in your in your results there's also the story and results are also on espn.com and you can get some more detail on this voting but just uh break it down for us
2: yeah so the quick the quick top 5 was in order uh LeBron James Joel Embiid Nikola Jokic Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard uh those are the only five guys who get more than 100 total points and those those were the you know five guys who were most represented on the ballots those are the five guys who were on over um, more than half the ballots Um, and to me, the the biggest takeaway from this really overall is that I think this is going to end up being an incredibly tight race between LeBron and Joel Embiid, uh, going forward this season. Um, you know, I started asking people who their choices were for this on Friday afternoon. That was about 12 hours after LeBron and the Lakers demolished the Nuggets in the second half in a game in LA and Nikola Jokic played poorly and LeBron was spectacular and I think that was enough of a boost to lift him past Embiid, but um, they were closer in the first and second place voting in this. They were 95 points apart. That's easily the closest of any ballot that I've done over the past four or five years that I've done this, and you know, I think given where the league is at right now, kind of the overall structure of the league, I think that um, the timing of the the vote certainly, I think, helped LeBron a little bit, and I also think that as the season goes forward – you know, if Embiid can continue to play the way he has been, I think the Sixers are going to be at the top of the East, and um, it's going to give him a real shot to get in the mix here. So uh, I I thought it was going to be close with LeBron Embiid and Nicole Jokic, and it turned out to be the case. The spread of those three guys was the same as it was between Giannis and LeBron last year in the first poll that I did. Um, okay, so and, real
0: quick. Uh, you, you yeah, sure. This. LeBron had 53 first-place votes.
2: Yeah, I should have said that. LeBron had 53 first-place votes. Joel Embiid had 23, and Nikola Jokic had 18, and then there was a smattering from a few other guys. But Embiid had the most second place votes and the most third place votes by a pretty healthy margin.
0: This is shaping up to be McMahon a a very hotly debated MVP race. Um, I think people are going to have are going to be into their feelings on this one. For a number of different reasons, um, I, I, I you know, we talked a little bit about the MVP last week, and I brought up that a, a true center hasn't won in in 21 years. It was Shaq in 2000. Um, you know, Garnett. And real quick, and-
2: Brian, the the one that this the race that this reminds me of is 2005 with Steve Nash and Shaq, and I I have a feel not that the players aren't exactly analogous, but that was a super close vote. It was the last vote that was really close. Controversial. It would, this, it would not shock me if this ends up being a similarly hotly contested vote in the end. Um,
0: controversial. Uh, I think it was Dan Levitard, but other people followed through who thought that race played a, a role in the voting that year. Um, uh, McMahon, how did you vote?
1: Uh, the, you my top of, five. My top five went exactly how Bon spit out the, the poll results, with the exception of. Embiid and Jokic flip. So I had Jokic two, Embiid three. Now, I submitted my uh, votes Friday afternoon. Um, It was not a great weekend for the Nuggets as a whole. You know, right now, I would probably flip those guys, given that the Sixers are at the top of the standings and the uh, the Nuggets are just a game above 500. You know, although the Warriors are only a game above 500, uh, I did see Steph Curry score 57 the night after yeah. Uh, when, you know, it, live and in person. I saw him score 57 the so, night after my votes. Uh, you know, Steph's. There were a couple people deal. who wanted to
2: switch their Steph votes after that, too.
1: Yeah, he, I, I might have put him at fifth. And then he followed it up, and you know, with another big performance. I mean, he's, he is full-blown Steph Curry cooking right now. Yeah,
0: so, like, well, that's, a, I, I don't want to get into, I, what, what to do about Steph is a topic here. I don't want to talk, I don't want to get off LeBron uh, Embiid here uh, first. Um LeBron, is he, is he in first place? He was first place on my ballot. Is he in first place because of his play this year or is he in first place because he was so damn good in the bubble and uh, the Lakers were so impressive and give me my respect to, and Giannis was a he was a two-time champ. We haven't even mentioned Giannis's name right. yet. He was in the top five. We'll talk about that. How much of how much of this is um the LeBron James total resume of the LeBron
1: James Lifetime Achievement Award?
0: Yeah, I mean I don't want to say lifetime, the guys won four MVPs, but how much of that is weighing how much of that is factoring into this film? Well, thing? I think uh,
2: it's I think it was a lot of it in the sense that you you laid this out well, I thought on Sunday, Brian, in that in a race where there isn't a clear front runner right lebron is kind of by default the front runner because he's seen as the best player in the world yeah, and obviously came like, off
0: you did not like what i said on that podcast that i think that it was difficult to defend lebron that giannis winning last year you didn't like that
2: yeah giannis, giannis had a had one of the greatest statistical seasons in nba history and won in a landslide it was it was a it was he was clearly the mvp of the regular season um there was really no disputing that now if you want to say was Giannis the best player in the league last season I think then you can go into a different discussion and talk about the playoffs talk about the way LeBron led his team to the championship in the bubble and say well no LeBron retook his place as the best player in basketball but that's different than who was the MVP of the regular season that was there was this was not like Karl Malone and Michael Jordan in 1997 when they were split by a handful of first-place votes. I think it was 63 to 52. And Michael Jordan was clearly a better player than Carmelo at the time. And you could say, well, why are you voting for Carmelo over Michael Jordan, right? This was LeBron LeBron finishing a very deserving second, but behind a guy who was a very deserving first.
1: Yeah, last and- year, Giannis, Giannis had the best regular season for the team that had the best regular season record. He would have gotten my vote. Now, having said that, if it's close, the tie goes to LeBron because he 100%. Is, look. If you if you say which player is the best player in the league, not who had the best regular season, who's the best player in the league? I think if you take that straw poll, you're probably getting hundred LeBrons. If not, it's going to be really close to unanimous. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate. I mean, so if if it's close, LeBron gets the benefit of the doubt because if if the playoffs are starting, you say. Which guy would you most rather, you know, would you most want on your team? It's LeBron, no questions asked. And so again, if it's if it's close, LeBron absolutely gets and deserves the benefit of the doubt for, you know, really a a decade and a half of proving again and again and again that he is the best player in the league. It is a regular season award, but all that stuff is part of the context that you can use to to break a tie for sure. So here's
0: kind of what's happened with LeBron. He won his MVPs his last two years, the first time in Cleveland, two 60 win teams, number one overall seeds, sort of the, you know, his, his sort of five-year prime, 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 I mean, argue he's still in his prime now, but his prime, prime peak, peak of, of his, of his powers um, was sort of the end of his run in Cleveland. His, in his years in Miami, um, his years in Miami, you know, th- there are certain people who say LeBron is as good as he's ever been. He thinks the game as good as he's ever been. He is not at the peak of his powers, and he would admit this if he had to.
2: Um,
0: I encourage you to go back and go. If you saw LeBron in
2: person, if you saw LeBron in person those years in Miami, you know he's still incredible, but he is not like that guy was something to behold. He's not.
1: He's not the athlete that he used to be, but he's still. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what top five, top ten physical and athletic specimen in the yes, league. Yes, for sure. And, but he was and there he are was things of- that are, you said he thinks it. He thinks the game as well as he ever has. And he's shooting the ball as as well as he ever has. Actually, so there are not, aspects.
0: He's not actually
1: he's 40% from three. He's
0: I know, that but I'm telling his you, <clears throat> go look at the numbers from his heat
1: years. I'm looking at him right now. One I think he had year, a season where he got,
0: shot 57%.
1: Okay, I'm saying he's shooting the three. He's shooting the three more often and today, as an as he ever has. Today,
0: he's shooting the three more often. Let's see where he's at at the end of the season. But during the 26-game winning streak, I will put forth that during the 26-game winning streak the Miami Heat had in the 2012-13 season, I will argue that that was LeBron at the peak, the absolute peak of his powers. Um, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but he went through a span there where he shot like 70% over like a six or seven game span. The guy was, and defensively just a beast, mm-hmm. just any loose pass that came in his direction. It was a dunk or it was the start of a fast break. Um, just a beast. Uh, having said that the way he is playing now, the way he takes over games and just controls games. You know, total Neo from the Matrix, LeBron. I mean, he didn't have that kind of mastery to slow the game down the way he does now. But when it comes to like, you know, I see people say that he hasn't lost a step. That's just not true. (laughs) Um, The last five
2: years, his two-point field goal percentage has gone from 61% to 60% to 58% to 56% to 55%.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which he, by the way, let me just point out is still pretty damn good.
2: No, it's really oh, good. Yeah. I'm not I'm to be clear. I when I say uh, like Heat LeBron is the better version of LeBron, it certainly does not mean LeBron is bad. LeBron's incredible. It's just like that LeBron was like could do all the could do, you know, 95% of the cerebral stuff and also was the best athlete I've ever seen on a basketball court at the same time. Like yeah. just it was unbelievable. It's like watching a human freight train play.
1: All the time. By the way, Le- LeBron, during that 27-game win streak, averaged 27, 27. I can yeah. never remember. 26
0: yeah, was the losing streak that Cleveland had, 27-game. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm looking it up on Basketball Reference right now. Uh, averaged 27 points, 8.1 rebounds, 8.0 assists, shooting about 58% from the floor, 37-plus from uh, from three-point range. I mean <laughs> – That's insane. And those numbers
0: don't sound as impressive because today, like everybody and their brother averages 27 a game. That was back when like games were played, you know, 101 to 96. Not when games were 127,
1: 120. Yeah. By the way, Um, this year averaging 26, 8, 8, shooting 50% from the floor, 40% from the three-point range. (laughs) That's still pretty damn impressive. But as long
0: as you've got his numbers up there, what are his three-point percentages for the last five years?
2: I can read them to Uh, you. 36%, 36%. 34%, 35%, 39.8% 34%, 35%, 39.8% this
0: year. Okay. So, okay. 39% this year.
2: 39.8. He just dipped under think, 40 with his last couple games.
0: Where do we think he's going to end up? Yeah. He's going to end up at like 35, 36%. Pretty that good. Would be, that
2: would I'll, be, I'll that field, be my guess. I'll take that. Right.
0: But, you know, it's just he's not, you know, he okay. Anyway, I just wonder if LeBron is close, the guilt that the voters may have of not giving him the MVP for the last decade may tilt in his favor.
1: Also the politicking that he did in the bubble. I mean, it yeah. was a master politicking thing. And let's be honest. LeBron is a, I mean, he is a phenomenal media politician. He, he knows how to lobby. He also knows how to distribute touches. Uh, so to speak. Um, I mean, the guy, listen, if you think the West Coast vote angle is not going to be LeBron's, come on now.
0: Well, he got, uh, well, I'll leave that alone. You can now stream the most MLB games on direct TV without a satellite dish. Yes. Catch the clutch, hitch, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is, all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start with thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can. Even if that's just a 10 minute low impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30 minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. So I watched uh, Embiid last night um, played a game against Sac. Embiid did not have a good game by his standards. Uh, But yet, down the stretch, he carried the Sixers to victory. Uh, against Sacramento. Sacramento had been red hot. They'd won four in a row and seven of eight. It was a, it was a game that could have gone either way. They were trailing the whole game, and they came back. It's probably the fourth or fifth time that I've watched, well, maybe the fourth time that I've watched um, Embiid carry the Sixers to a win, dating all the way back to opening night against Toronto, um, where he had the ball in his hands the whole fourth quarter. Like, I'm not saying he brought it up, but they right. gave it to him. They're running um, him and, you know, I know you follow Philly close Bon temps, you know, you think his case is going to improve as the season goes along. Cause I mean, they've got the best record in the East.
2: Yeah. I mean, and, and to your point, he was not at his best last night and he had 25, 17, six assists, two steals and two blocks in 35 minutes and went 13 for 14 from the line. Um, which is a pretty damn good night. Uh, yeah, I look, I think that Embiid to me has been the best player in the league so far this season. Um he has been dominant. He has showed up in great shape. He said repeatedly in the preseason and in the offseason, he was very mad that he didn't make an All-NBA team last year, and he was determined to make sure that that didn't happen again. And he has showed up and backed that up in every sense. And if he and makes the
0: All-NBA or wins MVP... He,
2: he is eligible them. for the Supermax, which would get him a bunch of money, which doesn't hurt either as a motivational tool. But look, he... You have said this to me a whole bunch of times, Brian. He looks so happy playing this year. The Sixers have remade the roster to perfectly accentuate um, his skills, right? They add Seth Curry, who has been dynamite for them when he's been healthy. They swap out Al Horford for Danny Green. Tobias Harris is playing really well. They have a ton of shooting now around him on the roster. He has a ton of – that allows him to attack inside, get, get a lot of touches, get a lot of buckets. He's playing great, and I think to your point, as this season goes along, you know everything has been such kind of as has been such a muddled mess so far overall for the league between everything going on with COVID and um, you know games being rescheduled all over the place, and obviously you know people are now starting to focus in on the season now that the um, the Super Bowl is over and it's kind of you know basketball kind of takes center stage. Uh, I think if Philly can stay at the top of the Eastern Conference. And especially if, you know, one of McMahon's teams, the Utah Jazz, continue to play the way they're playing and stay atop the West, um, I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, race between these guys to see if Embiid can kind of push his way over the finish line and get this award. But I I agree totally with what both you guys have said, in that if this is a close award or a close race down the end, the pull to give LeBron a fifth MVP – after he's come close to winning and arguably could have won a whole bunch of times is going to be a really strong pull. And I think, you know, so for me, for Embiid to win, he's got to be a clear step ahead at the end. Cause if it's a photo finish, I would, you would have to think that it's going to kind of be like the way this vote played out where it's really close, but LeBron gets just enough of an edge to push his way past. The thing is, the is
0: that finish. so many of those years, LeBron really didn't go hard in the, in the regular season early on. And then he would sort of ramp up as the season would go along. And, he, you know, his teams were finishing like fourth in the conference and making the finals. The last two years in L.A., he's gone hard from the beginning. So he has shifted his regular season focus. And that is one of the things that has happened. One of the reasons he was sort of, you know, just hanging around the top three all those years is that he didn't go all out in the regular season. Well, he shifted, and that's, you know. All right, so there's case by case. There's a couple of cases I want to go over here. That are getting that are that are complicated.
2: Just one more point, uh, Brian, yeah. that we, we yeah. talked about that I wanted to just bring up. I also think that the Anthony Davis situation could loom large over how this plays out. Now we'll see, um, we'll see what the long term situation is with his Achilles. He's got tendinosis in his Achilles tendon, he didn't play uh, their last game against the Thunder, but he is not had quite the same numbers this year as so he has Anthony in the past.
0: Davis is, Anthony Davis got no, no, got no votes. You know, you routinely hear people say, well, the Lakers have two top five players, etc." cetera. Anthony Davis is not on this ballot um, at all. He got no votes.
2: No um, votes. 15 guys got a vote, at least one vote. He got none.
0: He has played fine this year. Um, and had some moments where he's been good. But – His numbers are slightly down, and his shooting percentages are good, um, some of the best of his career, but his numbers are down, and his minutes are down, but very slightly, and he's been dealing with this Achilles thing, tendinosis, which, you know, I am not a doctor, but tendinosis is slightly more serious than tendinitis. Well, I went to
1: college for eight years, and so I can, you know, I'm (laughs) supposed to get to a doctor, and I can tell you that as well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you. Tendinosis means that your ligament, I believe, if I'm not wrong, your ligament has some damage in it. And let me tell you a ligament you don't want to have damage in, the Achilles. And Dave McMenamin, you know, broke this story um, <laughs> shortly after we recorded the pod on Sunday. I wish we'd have known first. Good um, Mac Ten. Uh, and he said this has been bothering him for a while. Now, look, I, again, he may rest this for 10 days and might come back and be fine. Anthony Davis has not been... And look, he had a short off season, all that stuff. He had his contract. He was late to start training camp. But I'm just saying, Anthony Davis has not quite been the Anthony Davis from last year. All that matters is, he is the, he, that he is in the playoffs, and maybe he will be, and we'll forget about this altogether. But it is worth pointing out I don't think he's 100% right. And it shows not only in his stats, but in this vote that he is not at all, not on any ballots.
2: Um, well, and if uh, you look over the past couple games when he did not look right against Detroit and did not play against the Thunder, two of the worst teams in the league, the Lakers had to go to overtime and LeBron had to play heavy minutes to win those games, right? And that's kind of where I'm talking about where his role in this could come in because, like, say, Davis is kind of at the same level or isn't able to play for a bit, if the Lakers are able to win a bunch of games without Anthony Davis or with Anthony Davis playing at a level below what people expect of him, that's going to be another uh, line on the, the pro side of the LeBron argument, right? If Anthony Davis is not able to play at that level or he misses some games and the Lakers lose several games and they drop down the standings a little bit, that's going to be on the negative side of the argument, right? So, Oddly, even though he wasn't listed on the MVP ballot at all, the like key could end up playing a pretty big role, I think, in how this comes down at the end. Because again, we're talking about what's probably going to be a pretty tight vote, and it, you know, little things like that could really shift it one way or the other. And, all right. Let's you
1: know, talk funny. About- Win- winning. Matters in this a lot, right? And so Jokic, they've lost, uh, they've lost four of five. So Jokic has has taken a little dip uh, in these last five games. He's averaging 36-10-7 in those games. He, the, yeah. the one win in that stretch he, against the Jazz, it's the only loss the Jazz have had in forever. He goes for 47-12-5. I mean, he puts up 50 points and 12 assists against the Kings. They lose. I guess that dents his MVP candidacy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, that brings to the, to the Curry situation. Curry's on a 500 team, and I'll be impressed if they stay there. They've already outreached what I thought they would, so maybe they will. Um, You know, this has been the thing most years. The MVP comes off off a team with a top three or four record. Steph Curry is playing very high level basketball. He is the definition of a most valuable player. Um, Bradley Beal isn't on this either. Isn't on this list either. But I mean what Bradley Beal does for the Wizards is not that much different than what Curry does for the Warriors. So if the Warriors actually win some games,
2: that's a, that's a uh, big, that's a big bot.
0: Okay. But the, you know, they're 500. So, so Steph Curry is what seventh and he's not seventh because we see seven because of their, because of their record.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he is playing uh, like he is 100% full Steph Curry. Like the, it, this isn't, you know, a, a diminished version of Steph. He is as good right now as he ever was. And, you know, I, I watched him in person twice last week. He was unbelievable in both games. I mean, it's he's a couple different. of
0: the shots that he hit in that Dallas game. Like, I can't remember the exact scenario, so I may be describing it wrong. But I, I think there was a uh, there was a uh, there was a switch, and it m- might have been Kleba on him, or it might have been Dwight Powell. And the guy is draped all over him at the top of the key, and he like takes one of those explosive. Mm -hmm. like escape dribbles to the right where he like goes five feet in the air to his right. And he just shoots the ball like off balance, straight up in the air just to get the shot off over the seven footer. The ball is freaking 20 feet in the air. If it's a foot and the damn thing just goes splashing down through, like it came out of a
1: machine. He gets off shots that are like, how did he even get that shot off? And then you're surprised if it didn't, if it doesn't go in. And then you're all up on his, you know, all up on him and try to take away the 30 foot step back, and he's, you know, into the lane, you know, finishing with some beautiful scoop at the, uh, at the at the rim. I mean, the guy pulls up in transition, full speed, stop on a dime, pull up on the half court logo, <laughs> and uh, honestly, like he, when you're watching him, he make when he's playing like this, you laugh out loud about six or eight times a game because you just can't, like, you just can't believe what this dude is doing. So what do you do?
2: Well, I mean, I think I—I I mean, I think it's—it's a—it's a. This kind of gets to the next group of guys on the ballot in general, right? Like, Kevin Durant has been—you know—he's arguably had the best comeback from an Achilles injury in the history of the league, right? And he's shooting
0: fifty-three uh, percent overall.
2: It's not bad. It's not bad. Plays. And, and he's taking tough shots. Right, and he so he has been great. You know, Kawhi Leonard has been great. He's playing back to backs again. Um, he's playing a lot of games. The Clippers are—I I don't think they—they they maybe are a game behind Utah and the Lakers, but they're right in the same mix. Steph has been incredible. I mean, like you're talking, Damian like Damian saying, Like Damian, Damian Lillard's Lillard. been incredible, he right? He's nowhere in the mix. Yep, and he's in, And he's nowhere in the mix at all. But like Lillard did I mean, not we any vote. Now uh, we haven't mentioned the Jazz
1: who. I think there's a healthy debate over who is their MVP candidate. But yeah, I mean, but summing, best-
2: summing up the jazz, to your point, McMahon, I've never had any team get more than two players have a single have more than a vote or have one or more votes in this poll. And they got three guys to get a vote. Now they but they were also from eleven to fifteen in the right. balloting, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Mike Conley, um, which both speaks to the fact that they don't necessarily have a guy that's seen as a top five or 10 guy uh, by people in the league, but they have a pretty damn good ensemble cast, which is why they're tearing things up right now.
0: You know, they've lost. So they're they're 17 of 18. Is that right? Uh,
2: 16, 16 17. 17,
0: 16 of 17. Okay. They, they, lost lost. The Knicks,
2: they lost to the Knicks and the Nets back to back in New York. And since then have yeah. been annihilated.
1: Terrible doing it. And yeah, <laughs> the,
0: the loss that they had out of that 17 game stretch was the game in Denver where the nuggets went 15 of 17 on threes in the first half.
1: Yeah. And still only so one by like 10.
0: <laughs> so it took literally one of the greatest shooting performances in NBA history in a noon game on a Saturday or a Sunday. I can't remember which it was. Um, that's their loss in the last month or whatever. Yeah,
2: it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Um, it really all is. right. But
0: so Steph is like, I don't, I'm not gonna like if somebody says to me, I'm gonna vote for Steph Curry for MVP. I'm not gonna sit there and like square off with them,
2: right? No, he's been great. I mean, there's you could argue there's somewhere between six and six or seven legitimate candidates. Like you could like Giannis' numbers are not are a little bit lower than last year.
0: One second, no, I know, but I'm just
2: saying, like you could you could argue between Giannis, Kawhi, Durant, Curry, and the three guys we've talked about. Like, I think all of them, if you, if you'd say to me, I'm voting for that guy for, for, you know, I'm giving that guy a first place MVP vote. You can make a completely defensible, rational argument that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that's crazy for sure. They all have so, a real case.
0: And so don't you think that that all favors LeBron? Because when the, when the, if you're looking at, at breaking a tie, you, you default to the resume.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's why I think LeBron is currently on top because there isn't a clear leader. And to like, the, like you said on Sunday, like LeBron is kind of the default front runner if there isn't one, and right now yeah. there isn't one. And I think what'll be interesting it. is if, as the season goes on, it becomes a two horse race with somebody else. Say it's Embiid or somebody else, and then it comes down to the merits of the argument. That's where I think things get interesting. If it stays anything close to now, I think you're right. I think LeBron is a really good shot. And by the way, the
1: other name that we haven't mentioned is the guy who finishes top three every single season pretty much, uh, and, and that's Harden. Of course, he kind of forfeited his, yeah. his right to be a candidate this year with the way he left Houston and then and, and joined a team that had two established superstars.
0: All right, so I got, a, I got a trivia question, which is brought to you by CarMax. Don't just buy a car. Love your car with the new CarMax Love Your Car Guarantee. Here is the trivia question there are four guys who have averaged 25 points over the course of their first three seasons. Okay. Luca is trying to become the fifth. Um, He's averaging 25.2 over his first three seasons. Um, He's averaging about 28 this year. Um, You guys want to take a guess at the other four guys who averaged in total 25 points a game over their first three years.
1: Wilt Jordan.
0: Wilt is no. What? What? Oh, over the last forty seasons.
1: Oh well, well that's okay. a that's I, a that's a that's a bit seasons. of there's an a, important. There's quality a lot here. of math <laughs> involved here. Sorry,
2: there's a I'm whole sorry. lot over of the last math 40 involved seasons. here. Well, was was and McMahon the right about era. Was McMahon right about Jordan? Yeah.
0: Jordan is number one in the last forty years. Thirty-one point seven.
2: Uh, I would imagine LeBron is also on that list. I don't think LeBron so.
0: averaged twenty-six point five. Okay,
1: yeah, okay, I was surprised because I know he was lower than that as rookie year. Uh, is KD on there?
0: KD averaged 25.3.
1: Okay, so we're missing one. Ah, Last 40. Not Bird, is it? No. Bird wouldn't quite fit that. This guy guy won
0: one MVP award in multiple championships. Oh, um, no. Not Kobe.
2: Shaq? Shaq? Shaq.
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. All right, so that's Luca. Now, at the start of the season, Luca was number one on the sports books to win uh, MVP. On this straw poll, he only was on two ballots. Got two third-place votes. He's ninth. Uh, Obviously, Dallas has been a bit of a disappointment, McMahon. Um, You
1: can't can't vote for a guy when his team's near the bottom of the conference standings. It's just that simple. And look, they're 11 and 14. I mean, they if they get on a little roll here, they've. I mean, they're not. I think they're four games out of fourth right now. Um, It's it's not. uh, Let me. It's not out of the realm of possibility that he gets back in. Yeah, the four games out of fourth. It's not out of the realm of possibility that he gets back in the conversation. But you know, he's he is pretty far back in the race. I mean, it would it would take some. Pretty historic stuff for him to make up that much ground.
2: Well, and why did we think Luka was such a strong candidate in the offseason, right? Dallas was a team that we thought would take a step forward, A. And B, in a weird season where there was going to be a compacted schedule and a lot of games bunched up, people thought that a lot of these veteran players, guys like LeBron in particular, would be not playing – Every game, it would not be playing quite at the same level as usual because they were trying they'd be trying to manage getting through the season a little bit. And that would have a young guy with really young legs who'd blown up in his second season an opportunity to come in and win the award this year, right? And what's happened, frankly, and a bit of a surprise to me. We've seen LeBron play every game. We've seen Kevin Durant coming off an Achilles playing huge minutes. Um, Steph has stayed healthy. Kawhi Leonard is playing back-to-backs, right? Like all these guys who I would have thought would have been taking their foot off the gas a little bit, have mm-hmm. arguably like put it down harder even. So well, you combine it, Dallas's performance with that, and that's how you have Luca in the spot he's in in the in the ballot.
1: And Luca didn't come in in great shape. He got off to a little bit of a slow start, yep. and their rotation was wrecked by COVID. They went into a rut. You know, having said all that, he's averaging basically twenty eight nine and nine. Right, it's hard hard to say that's a down year for a 21 year old and you know i sat and watched a game on saturday night where steph curry had 57 points and luca was the best player on the floor (laughs) so that was a uh, great game oh my god (laughs) it's it's definitely on the short list of just the most entertaining basketball games that i've ever been able to watch live for sure
0: i mean uh curry just his shot making
1: But you know what, Luca's shot making in that game.
0: Yeah, Luca hit the one um, step. You know, he hasn't been shooting well on the threes, but he pretty much clinched the game with a
1: three. He he is he's starting to find his three pointer. And in that game, he was seven of twelve. He batted less than a hundred in uh, in December, which just a few games, and then was sub three hundred in January. And you know, he's he's shooting it pretty well. In uh, fact, not that he's ever going to. You know, you don't expect him to be. He's never going to be Steph Curry. He's never going to be a 45% high-volume three-point shooter. But when he's shooting 35%, 37% from three, I don't, you, know, I, I, you really can't guard a guy.
0: Um, by the way, I mentioned earlier that Lillard wasn't on the ballot. I, I was wrong. He he was 13th. He was on three ballots in fifth place. So I want to correct myself. Um, so the two-time MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, whose team is not killing it, but – has been near the top of the standings in the East all season. He gets no first place votes in the straw poll, no second place votes, only five third place votes. He's seventh, sorry, sixth. And I've said this before, but Tim or Bontemps, is there any scenario this year in which after, you know, again, I think this is a carryover. It's sort of the other side of the LeBron debate. Is there any scenario in which Giannis could win the MVP this year?
2: Well, you say his team isn't killing it; they are sixteen and eight, which is second in the East. They have a net rating of ten point one, which is a, a historic net rating, and they have the league's best offense, right? So, I, I would say they've been pretty damn good and yeah, across I the guess board.
0: It's a, that's a fair point. But I'm just saying, across, like, they're not like last year where they were like no, out in front. No, no, a, no. Like, I'm
2: agreeing with you, and to your point, like Giannis's numbers across the board are virtually identical to last year his points are down a couple points a game his rebounds are down a couple points a game it's exactly the same number of assists the exact same number of turnovers the exact same number of uh of steals he's shooting almost uh, the exact field goal percentage he shot last year like he's
0: shooting a little bit less the reason his points are down is because he's taking less shots which you would think was a good thing right spreading it around
2: right no and their offense is the best offense in the league Better than the right. better than the Clippers, better than the Nets. Like it, better than the Nets even after James Harden, right? I mean, they've been uh, they've been destroying teams offensively. So, uh, like his season has been great. But to your point, for him to win the MVP award after the way things went in the playoffs and the fact that he won it twice in a row. I mean, remember, there's three guys in the history of the league that have won three MVPs in a row: uh, Wilt, Russell, and Larry Bird. And to get on that level, <laughs> you'd have to do something pretty insane this year right and for as good as he's been the the bucks have just been really really good and they probably would have had to be you know 22 and two right now instead of 16 and eight for him to have a real shot and that's you know at the end of the day this stuff is driven as much by narrative as it is by the results on the court which is why you know we're, we've talked so much about LeBron that you know maybe getting a a fifth MVP what if it's a tie. And it's the same reason why Giannis isn't going to win a third straight MVP unless it's clearly not a tie or anything close to it. Because, you know, people are just going to vote for somebody different.
1: Well, and and, and you mentioned the other names who have been three time or, or three straight MVPs, or even if you want to get into the pretty short list of three time MVPs. And these are absolute, you know, all time greats. And it's hard to justify, again, it's a regular season, it's it's an award for one regular season, but it is hard to justify giving three straight to a guy who has yet to take his team to the finals, much less won a championship.
0: I agree. And that is why, you know, it reminds me of the Steve Nash stuff, you know? Nash was a controversial back-to-back MVP award winner. And so again... Even though we're supposed to evaluate this season on this season only, there's baggage.
2: Yeah. I mean, to, to Tim's point, there's eight guys that have won three or more MVPs. Kareem won six. Bill Russell and Michael Jordan won five. Wilton LeBron have won four. Moses Malone, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson have all won three.
1: And by the like, way, it, I, think, I think that list also explains why LeBron started lobbying for this MVP before you know, before last season was even was even over, to get to get to five, to get even with Jordan, that that's pretty meaningful.
0: Yeah, and you know, the thing about it is, how many years do we really think LeBron could have won the MVP?
1: Like pick I know he's been close, last, pick but a how year many? From the last fifteen. You know, pick a year from the last fifteen. Well,
0: the one that gets under his skin is two thousand eleven, his first year in Miami, when Derrick Rose won.
2: That's that's to me that's the one that he has the best case for. And you can and there there's plenty of you can make it, you can make you know arguments why he shouldn't have won it that year, but to me if you're going back over the past several seasons, that's the one that I would look at and say if you're trying to find him a fifth one where he should have won it, right. that was the one he should have
1: won. I mean with the exception of his first year in LA when he got hurt, he could have been MVP any year.
0: Sure. Okay, so that year Okay, so he had won the previous two MVPs. So again, he's he's under kind of the same scenario that, that Giannis is under. He wins. Now, he had been to the finals before, so it's not apples to apples. The previous two years, he is on the number one overall seed, wins the MVP, and he is viewed as having taken a bleep in the series with Boston, whether that's fair or not. Still one of the more controversial series ever played. Um, So, and then leaves Cleveland and joins, you know, the Miami team that is deemed by some people as weak. Okay. I mean, ironically,
2: so, it's sort of a similar situation to the one that Giannis is in now.
0: Well, he didn't leave the team.
2: No, but I'm saying he'd, he'd yeah, won the uh, two prior MVPs and he'd had a rough playoffs the year before.
0: Right. And so people are kind of casting an eye like, is this, can this guy be a champion? You know, gets knocked out in the second round the year before. So he goes to Miami and granted, his stats are going to go down. Because he's playing with Wade and Bosh. So he averages three fewer points a game, one and a half fewer assists, same rebounds, um, shoots a little higher percentage. And that team wins, I think they won like 56, 57 games. But they started out, you know, nine and eight. Um, And Derek Rose is on a 60-win team that goes 3-0 and against... Uh, the heat in that season. And there's a whole bunch of games that year where Derek Rose carries the Bulls down the stretch. Tibbs' first year as coach. Um, that, that, uh, that style is sort of lighting the league on fire. But that year Rose plays 81 games, averages 25 points, seven, assists, eight assists, four rebounds. Um, you know, the stats are, stats are kind of in LeBron's favor, but again, you know, the Bulls and Rose beat him on the floor. Now, in the playoffs, the Heat beat him 4-1. But that one, LeBron thinks he had to pay a price for the decision. He views that as his tax for the decision. Um, So he and then he wins the next two, okay? Then his last year in Miami is the year Durant wins it. Yeah. Um, Durant was unbelievable that year. Yeah. Durant had one of the greatest P.E.R. seasons in league history.
2: Right. He he um, deserves that one. The next two years, Steph and Curry's team won 67 in 73 games. I think right. that's and pretty the, hard Steph, to argue though, those.
0: And Steph uh, is unanimous the second year. Okay. So then Westbrook wins it. That year, the Cavs were a good team that was sort of basking the championship glow Kyrie had a great year. Um,
2: I well, in that year, you could argue. I mean, both Kawhi and James Harden were t- closer competitors for that award that year uh, to Westbrook than LeBron was. I mean, that was that was one of the deepest races we've had. But um, you know, Kawhi's team won a ton of games, and he was awesome. And Harden was unbelievable. You know, Westbrook really won that award by becoming the first person to have a triple double, uh, well, average triple double since Oscar Robertson.
1: Westbrook also had the narrative of carrying that franchise when Durant left and Westbrook that year in the clutch was absolutely dominant. And that's the
2: one time anybody in recent memory has, to Tim's point, like he got that team in the playoffs and they weren't supposed to. And that's why that's the only time in recent memory anybody's won the award when they weren't on a, one of the best teams. Ron in the
0: got one first place vote that year. He finished fourth. So he can't say that year he should have had it, right? No, for sure. So – you know, again, I'm looking for the year where he should have he should have had it.
2: No, I mean, people will make, you know, look, people would point to last year, I think wrongly. You know, our good friend David Meneman made that case the other day. I disagree with that, and it was not really that close of a vote. And like I said, I think if you look back, Derrick Rose winning MVP in 2011, I think you could make the case that LeBron should have won that award. I also think you could make the case, to your point on the pod on Sunday, Brian, that you know he could have or should have won that award when Kobe won it in 2008, but Kobe was doing that award. But that would have that that
0: been LeBron's first, and you know. right?
2: No, for sure. It's kind of a – again, it's a, it's kind of a similar situation to this year, right? Yeah. Like I, it, that's what makes this a really interesting race. Like LeBron, LeBron right now is in good position, but I, I thought you know with where Embiid is in in the voting and where his team is and kind of the overall setup, I think it's going to be. A really fascinating race because you have several guys with compelling narratives. And, you know, depending on how this shakes out, I, I do think it's a pretty wide open race, despite the fact well, that you see the headline LeBron is leading the vote. And you think, oh, it's a shoe in. LeBron's going to win his fifth MVP.
0: So, LeBron, and so just to finish this up, in 2018, his last year in Cleveland, where there was a whole period of the year where, in my view, LeBron kind of shut it down to try to force the Cavs into making trades, which worked. Uh, he finished second to Harden. Uh, Harden got 86 out of 101 votes. And, and so LeBron the
1: year that was Harden's second straight year leading the league in scoring. And the the Rockets had the best record in the league. Yeah,
2: that was yeah. that's not it, that was not a debate. So,
0: so again, you don't say that LeBron shouldn't have won. Like you don't say he was robbed there. Nope. So really, you know, like he probably he you could make the case and, he, and then and then the next year he gets hurt. And And then the fall. So nine, 2018, 19, he's injured. 2019, 20 is last year. He finished his second. So in fairness, he probably, he maybe you could maybe make the case that he should have five.
1: Right. He hasn't been like, it would have been five in a row. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But again, he, he comes off, he comes, he has some baggage there. Even if he stays in Cleveland, he has the same baggage that Giannis has this year. Which is two? You know, he was great in the playoffs when they lost his first year in the MVP. It wasn't like Giannis in that way, but he was—he was not at the top of his game in the playoffs. They lose in the second round. No,
1: he didn't even finish second in 2011.
0: I don't remember where he finished. You actually, know, I'm one.
1: looking at—he finished third. Guess who finished,
2: finished third second? behind Dwight? You could argue yeah. Dwight. I think was Dwight. I think was more deserving than Derrick Rose was that year. Anyway, but that's a whole other debate.
0: Yeah. So LeBron. So that year, just. <laughs> So they 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 had more they had more MVP votes back then. I think they had mm-hmm. like one fifteen or one twenty maybe. One twenty. Uh, Derrick yep. Rose got one hundred thirteen votes out of the out of the one hundred twenty two. He got one hundred thirteen. He won in a landslide.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: And Dwight was second. Uh, Le- Dwight and LeBron were close. Uh, LeBron had actually more first place votes. He had four. Dwight had three. But LeBron finished third. Well, and again, and that
2: was a that was a narrative award that LeBron was never going to win for a hundred different reasons.
0: Right. So I'm just, you know, like, give me my respect, too. Like, he's not.
1: I mean, there's a certain amount of respect that comes with being. Uh, top five in MVP voting in 14 of the last 15 seasons. The one exception good. being the year that he got hurt. It's, it's
2: pretty good. And also we have, uh, you know, people like Rachel, you know, like our colleague and friend, Rachel Nichols, who've been arguing for a decade, they need to create a new award. So LeBron- can I, I know,
0: but they don't have that award right now. And No, I just, no, no, I'm, no. but
2: I'm, I'm saying to LeBron's point, I'm saying to Tim's point about the respect that comes with it. Like there's literally people saying, you know, Rachel, it's a good argument she makes like, Hey, there should be an award for who's the best player. And if he, if that award existed, he probably would have won it the last 10 years in a row.
0: I also point out in 2016 and 2020, he won finals MVP and he came reasonably close to winning. Uh, he was within shouting distance of finals MVP in two of the, uh, you know, he got multiple votes on the losing team in in two of those three years that they lost to the Warriors. So it's not like his trophy case is bare. Um, So, um, All right, well, uh, Tim Bontemps, I was uh, glad you did this story. Um, Some years I think it's uh, something that the media kind of creates the discussion about MVP just to sort of do it because it's it's something that fires people up. This year, I think it's going to be something that's going to be talked about and analyzed and people are going to be fired up about it in in various ways as this goes along. And uh, this straw poll is a... It's more reliable than the political poll. <laughs> uh, because like I said, you know, there's, you know, you went out and talked to people who are actually going to vote, and it's not just a very small sampling. Um, the margin of error here is, uh, is very small. Uh, but uh, thank you, Mr. Band McMahon. Thank you, Mr. Bontemps. Thank you to Troy Farkas, who is producing. I hope everybody has a great rest of their week, and we will talk to you next week.
1: Man, I had all kinds of ammo forgotten to another jazz conversation.